0: Welcome to I Caught It On Audio. This is Ride or Die, Episode 17, PJ Harvey, Part 2. Hello and welcome to I Caught It On Audio. Today we are continuing our Ride or Die series where we pick a band and do a deep dive into their complete discography. This is Part 2 of 4 for uh, PJ Harvey. And we're going to be covering the albums Dance Hall at Louse Point, Is This Desire, and Stories from the City, Stories from the Sea. Along with some uh, B-sides and such, right? Oh, yeah. There's definitely a, a good portion of B-sides in this one, too. Um, I took the the B-sides from the B-sides demos and uh, Rarities album and put them in where they would, would have been recorded. So, we've got some of that too. Um, our first album, Dance Hall at Laos Point, is actually a, a collaboration album with John Parrish. It's not a PJ Harvey exclusive album. And it was released in September of 96 on Island Records. Parrish, Harvey, and someone named Mick Harvey produced this one. So, definitely didn't have uh, any outside voices on it um, as far as that's concerned. Uh, what do you guys think of this one? Dan, why don't you start?
1: Um, yeah, this one was, a, it was, a, I believe it was being um, sort of intentionally um, dissonant and, and uh, non-commercial. Yeah, um, I definitely I agree with that. seems like that was, they were just, they wanted to try some stuff. I know that um, John Parrish has collaborated. They were in a band, you know, early in their careers together. And I think mm-hmm. he's played on a bunch of her albums so he wrote all, the, from what I gather, he wrote the music and then she wrote lyrics and, and the vocal melodies. And uh, for me, it's a bit hit or miss. Um, I think some of these songs that didn't hit right away might grow on me, but they they, they make an effort to sort of hold you at arm's length, I think. I thought um, there were a few songs, the good songs I thought were quite good. Um, I liked, um, let's see, which ones did I mark as being um, highlights? Let's see, I liked Rope Bridge Crossing. Uh, Civil War Correspondent Gila. And then there was a really interesting cover of uh, Is That All There Is? Which yeah. sounds like it was written for P.J. Harvey. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> back in the, the 60s or whenever it was written by um, Lieber and Stoller. Um, so I thought this one was interesting because it tried, um, did some weird chord progressions and sort of uh, tried to like explore weird things. And she did some some very strange and sort of confrontational vocal things and i don't know if it all worked for me but i uh i suspect that the ones that i liked i quite liked and the other ones may or may not grow on me given enough time but uh, i thought it was interesting sort of um less consistent than her
0: usual stuff but um yeah what what do you think dave I, yeah i agree it was it was a bit up and down a hit or miss um i also really liked uh gila and uh the b-side who will love me now which was recorded in the same sessions as this i thought was probably the best out, best track from this session um it just has this haunting vocal and this uh really cool story
2: yeah it reminded me a bit of uh, kate bush like it it it, it kind of felt a little bit like a kate bush song without being kate bush
1: yeah, i thought of clanad the uh, that irish sort of uh, folk yeah. folk band but i agree it was very very striking,
0: um, yeah. Very different from usual a, thing. Definitely had an Irish feel to it, um, which was which was awesome. I loved it. Like I, that one came on and I, I listened to it like five times in a row the first time because I just wanted to make sure I was listening. I was getting everything from it because there was so much in it. I did not like City of No Sun. I thought PJ Harvey is an incredible vocalist. Her range is phenomenal and the diversity of her singing is outstanding but she does this high-pitched screeching sometimes and it's showcased in that song and i i cannot stand it like it's the only thing vocally that she does that will get me to just skip to the next song and it was abusive in that song so that one actually got a thumbs down which is the first time i have thumbs down any pj harvey songs yeah zach what did you think of this one
2: i'm definitely in the same boat as you guys uh, i really do like the experimental nature of it mm-hmm. uh i thought it started really good i thought the instrumental girl at the beginning um was yep. a was a nice kind of a a, a light different way to start out an album for her um and then it just goes right into Rope Bridge Crossing, which I thought was just amazing, phenomenal. And when I heard that song, I was like, yes, I cannot wait for the rest of the album. And then it just kind of petered out and fizzled out and went in really strange directions. And and I'm not saying it's bad. I just it just didn't it didn't always work for me. There were some some highs and some lows. And like you guys said, Gila I thought was really cool. Um, it had that kind of bluesy stuff going on. It actually, mm-hmm. it, it, like at the beginning of the song, it, it kind of, I was like, is this a White Stripes song? You know, yeah. <laughs> And um, but it had it settled into the kind of this nice groove. And yeah, the, uh, the cover, is that all there is? Uh, those were the highs for me. I think if I had gotten exposed to this and listened to this back in 1996, I might've really responded to it and really, really enjoyed it a lot more. Absolutely. Uh, I just think at this time period, and especially with do, doing this run through, I w there was this expectation of something a little bit different and, and not that this is bad, but it's it, it like, like you guys said, it's probably going to take a little while for me to fully ingest it. And I don't think, uh, you know, the two weeks that we, we, we were listening through all this stuff is quite enough time to really get into it. So I'm looking forward to down the road, like, you know, in a couple of years going, Hey, I want to put on that, you know, experimental PJ Harvey and John Parrish saw uh, album and, and see right. what comes out of it and, and see how, how how different it makes me feel um but yeah, yeah like like you guys i really love that b-side the uh the who will love me now um just just a, a very very different yeah. stylistic it was like way a, it was like
1: a folktale um yeah mm-hmm. uh, yeah it yeah. was it was and it's something that i i mean she's she has her sort of creepy folktale songs like like um you know on to bring you my love but this mm-hmm. stuff felt like a different sort of thing um and i thought it was really cool Uh, You you mentioned that song. You guys both did. But um, I also thought Losing Ground and Why'd You Go to Cleveland were really good. They were all very different sounding B-sides.
0: Why'd You Go Um, to Cleveland sounded like it was her trying to do an American pop rock singer's uh, song. I didn't dislike it at all. Mm. Um, It just felt very deliberate. I'm going to write an American uh, rock song right now. (laughs) She's a very English person. And I guess you're right. It is interesting. I,
1: I liked it. Um, and then losing ground was the first time that I thought, is this an industrial song Yeah. Um, from PJ Harvey? It really felt like, it felt like she had been listening to nine Nails, or I, I don't know how that, that, that could have been something else, but that that's, that's, um, I thought they were all very different sounding and all very good. I kind of agreed that, there was more consistency in the B-size than there was. I, that, I think that was the point. She was, you mentioned, um, uh, city of no sun. Yeah. It was a real, uh, shocker when, when, uh, she goes high oh at the end there. Um, and it, I think that it doesn't quite work for me either. Um, I didn't, I didn't give the old thumbs down, but I was like, this is strange. And I'm not sure if I like it, I might get used to it, but I don't know. I do think she goes high later on. Well, she, she's
0: not singing any higher than she does in like, will you love me now? It's, it's the same register it's it's the shrieking part of it that i mm. that just throws me off and I, I can't handle it
1: yeah i felt it was maybe just a uh, too high in the mix it was too yeah it was too piercing but yeah it's definitely like a full boy full voiced you know like oh yeah i pitched yowl um and, and yeah it, that, it didn't work for me in that song but i do think she does go up there later on and it works better so maybe this was a time to experiment with that stuff mm-hmm. um i'm also curious to see the the next, she has another um, album with John Parrish yeah, coming up get... in a later episode. So I'm curious to see um, what they do with that, whether they, they um, refine what they were doing here or they go in a different direction.
0: Right. All right. So you get one song from this album. What do you take? And I'll include the B-sides. Well, if I can't include the B-sides, it's
1: Gila. I think it's still Gila, but uh, Who Will Love Me Now is a really it's a really interesting song that, that you that I immediately found compelling yeah so those are the That's two highlights exact same thing
0: for me um I thought Gila was great I loved the the bass line in it and the slide guitar was it was a slide guitar in that one I don't remember um mm. but it was like a distorted slide guitar or maybe she had a uh I don't know what they're called but
2: yeah how about you Zach I would go with uh rope bridge crossing I yeah. really really like that one hmm. all right well
0: After this, um, we've got a pure PJ Harvey album again um, in In This Desire, or sorry, Is This Desire. Came out in 98. Uh, We've got Flood as the primary producer on it. Um, Marius DeVries and Head are also credited as long as, along with PJ Harvey. Um, Yeah, this one came out about two years later. Zach, why don't you start on this one?
2: So this was the uh, follow up to to bring you my love, and of course it's it's going to be like like we, what we've seen in lots of the other other um, series, uh, ride or dies, where you've got that big you know grandiose like the the one album that really hits hard, and then then the next one does a different thing, and people aren't necessarily ready for it or prepared, yep. or they basically want the the previous album part two you know right and in this case I, I i wouldn't go so far as saying it was it was a letdown album i i went on bought it practically f- first day and listened to it a lot but i don't you know it clearly does not do the same things as to bring me, to bring you my love which is which is good uh, i think she's kind of evolving and expanding and i lo- i love the uh opener of angeline uh, that is definitely a real high point um i think from the album for me um i of course was really familiar with a perfect day elise because that was the poppy single that was all over the place and uh it's not a bad song um but i i think what's what's i think this what's cool about this album is it's much more um intimate uh it's it's got some uh it's got some kind of uh, we uh, strangely trip, trip hoppy electronic things going on on like the wind. No girl so sweet. Um, mm-hmm. you, you know, like just it, it, like it's it's got sort of an electronic flavor, but it's kind of I don't know. It's it it, it, it felt kind of dated to me. Uh, but then you've got more more of like a, a trip hoppy type thing going on on like my beautiful Leah with that really big rumbly fuzzy bass thing going on. And uh I I know overall I really like it. I like the kind of roller coaster ride of of what happens. I, I I'm really um curious about the uh the two songs in the middle there, Catherine and Electric Light. Dan, did you did, what what are your thoughts uh you know before you expound on the full uh, full album, I'm just curious what are your thoughts on on that particular run of songs? Because the, the thing that kept happening is like as I was listening to it in the car or whatever those songs are, are so much like lower, you know, volume wise, mix mm. wise that they, it, I was like, is the, did the album go out? Like what's going on? Why did it, you know? Yeah, Yeah. Um, my
1: notes, my notes for those two songs for Catherine, I, I noted that I liked her sort of triplet rhythm delivery um, uh-huh. on the vocals. It was sort of hypnotic. And then I noted that the music was very muted. Um, and I think that's kind of what you're talking about. It just felt, it felt like they're, they had sort of wiped the top end off and it was all sort of burbling in the background quietly. Yeah, And then I just, um, the note I only note I had for Electric Light, which was not, I, I gave every song on this album a thumbs up because I liked them all. Mm-hmm. But um, I all I had was that, that it was creepy and somber and, and quiet uh, for yeah. Electric Light. And that was not one of my highlighted songs of the, the you know, I sort of put an asterisk by the, the ones that I thought stood out a bit. And that was not one that stood out for me. It Mm -hmm. felt fine, just sort of very sort of drawn in, just like just like Catherine kind of did as well.
2: So, yeah, I I think I think maybe those maybe that, you know, uh, clearly it was intentional because it's not like you just, you know, have an album full of really clear and and, um, you know mixed highly excessively mixed songs and then all of a sudden ones that are feel almost like demo quality or whatever um but you know i think i think that adds to the sort of the structure of the album you kind of like you know you go up for a little while at the beginning and then you kind of come down sort of in a trough in the middle there and then kind of um evens out you know towards the end so um yeah those are my thoughts What, what do you think i
1: like this album you're right i don't think it's as good as the one that preceded it. Um, my highlight songs that I have marked, I mean, like I said, I like them all, but my highlights are my um My Beautiful Leah, uh Catherine, The Garden, Joy, The River, and Is This Desire. I just I I this this one did felt mostly pulled back, although there was a lot more trip hop, electronica, a little industrial mixed in there. Yeah. A lot more um, uh, synthetic sounds. Um right. Yeah, I actually thought that um which was what's the name of that song? Um, oh, my beautiful Leah. Um that sounded to me like it could have uh, it could have come off of uh, the 9-inch Nails album With Teeth. It just had that sort of feel to it. Uh-huh. So I noticed that um in particular, but yeah, I would say that this is a step down, but I, th- that said, I I liked every song on there. I had I had no I had no like, oh, that song's not good. Um mm-hmm. you were absolutely right that the trip hop electronica sounds on a couple of songs like The Wind was the other one I think uh maybe no girl so sweet they definitely feel a little bit dated in the way that her music usually doesn't but I also really like the closer is this desire uh I just uh I found it was sort of like a more restrained version of her early stuff it felt yeah. the same but she really sort of drew back on the uh on the uh, on the vocals and and the delivery so I thought this was overall a very good album but definitely a step down
2: from from her best yeah. Dave, what are your thoughts? Right.
0: Yeah. I, I agree with a lot of what you guys said. Um, I really liked the songs, uh, the garden and uh, the river. I thought it had an amazing uh, piano part and uh, the horns were really neat. And I really liked the bass line in that one. And I thought the bay was a great, uh, great B side track in this one, but yeah, it did, definitely had a different feel than, um, than is this, than uh, the previous album. And yeah, I don't know. Um, do you guys have anything else on this one?
2: Nope. No. What about oh. the, uh, the 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 B sides? Oh, did oh, you have something? Yeah, the uh, yeah. the
0: B sides. I like the Bay was one of the B sides. I really like that one.
2: Mm.
0: And um, the faster, what's just the faster, the I, faster breathe. I breathe, the the further I go. Yeah, that yes. was a cool one. That mm. one was really cool. And then, I mean, the instrumental. I liked all the instrumental ones. I I like you know when. When people do instrumental tracks, um, I always think they're they can be neat. Uh, but um, yeah, nothing. There wasn't a ton that stood out on this one. Unfortunately, I didn't. I mean, I thumbs up five, four or five tracks. Yeah, there were a ton
1: of uh, B sides on this one, like better part of ten, I would say. Yeah, and I um, think
0: that's because it, it had a lot of singles on it, didn't it? No, it just had two two singles. Yeah. Yeah, Perfect Day release, uh, well, I think, had a ton. Yeah, because there was UK, there were th- four different, three different UK releases. Yeah, well, which all had different produced singles, a bunch of songs,
1: um, and then chose chose uh, the ones you wanted on um, the mm-hmm. album, um, which were clearly pointing one direction. I thought, you know, the, the guitar noodles essentially is what the three instrumentals are to me. They were mm-hmm. they were okay. Uh, the only one that really interested me was the um, number three cause there's a little more to it. Um, yeah. it actually changed a little bit. Um, th- my actual two highlights, although I liked, again, I, I gave the thumbs up to pretty much all the songs except for, I think a couple of the instrumentals cause they just weren't enough for me mm. to be like, well, I'd, I'd love to hear that again. Um, the ones I highlighted were sweeter than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I really liked Nina and ecstasy too. It felt like, um, like a lullaby, almost like it was coming out of a music box. Mm-hmm. um i thought that one was really cool something different again but um yeah i would say i have nothing really negative to say about any of the albums or or b-sides um just the highs aren't quite as high as she's hit in the past right
0: so if you had to pick one track from uh is this desire and then maybe include the b-sides what would you pick
1: angeline for me i think i liked my beautiful leah um, uh, but also, I really liked the river.
0: Those are my two highlights. I'd probably go with, probably go with uh, the river. But yeah, it's the river for me. I think it was that was a neat one. All right. Um, so that was uh, two years later. We've got the release of stories from the city, stories from the sea. Um, we got three singles on this one: Good Fortune, A Place Called Home, and Is This Love? Uh, we've got Rob Ellis and. Mick harvey uh along with p j. Harvey producing on this one uh Zach, why don't you tell us what you thought of this one?
2: I listened to this a lot when it first came out and and then not at all for a long time and listening back to it this time around, I had forgotten really how good this album is uh it it it's more of a straightforward rock album than the in the previous once kind of flirting with the electronic flirting with the trip hop or um you know different different in, uh synthetic instrument type of stylings and so this one is more just straightforward uh and and I think it it's it, it's maybe a little bit better for it uh, I'm not saying that I mean you guys, you guys know me I love I love electronic music and mm-hmm. synthetic sounds and stuff like that yeah um, but I think she's best when she's kind of just using the instruments to you know fill out the the song that uh fill out and kind of um back up her her voice doing her voice things uh big exit exit i thought was a, a gr- another good opener i think she's always been really strong at at starting out an album with something something that sets the stage for what's coming and they're really there. there's there aren't that many that I didn't thumbs up or, or like on this album. Uh, I think, I thought it was interesting how, um, she had Tom York guesting on a couple tracks. Oh, it's so good. And, <laughs> um, and, uh, there are some, some interesting things like, um, the, uh, song you said something, uh, and my notes say there's, it's kind of like a carnival guitar. <laughs> um, because it's just, uh, just the way that the guitar, um, Phrase when it just kind of reminded me of like a carnival or something, mm-hmm. even though it's it's not really, you know, that sort of jovial type of song. But, um, I like the atmosphericness of uh, horses in my dreams. Um, so yeah, overall, that one, that I think one this, fell a little flat for me. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, I, I uh, didn't, I couldn't quite get into it. I don't, hmm. um, I didn't dislike it, but it, it didn't get a thumbs up. It's one of the few that didn't get a thumbs up on this one,
2: yeah. I thought this was a pretty strong, a strong album. Um, it was a good uh, sort of, you know, to the more intimacy of the, of the previous album, this one kind of brings it back around to the a little bit more in your faceness of um, this is, uh, this is, why can't I remember the, is this desire? Is this bringing is you my love? love? No, to bring, to bring my love. love? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, so, Her came, album
0: titles are so interesting. It's yeah. hard to remember which one, how they all uh, fit together. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, Dan, what do you what do you got on this one?
1: Well, when this one started out, my my overall notes for this album read more accessible, less dark, very listenable, and there's a few wrinkles. Like, there's a few songs with six four. There's even, I think, uh, what's the song? One line is in seven four. So, there's a few little wrinkles that of not being really straightforward. Uh, But I was a little I was a little underwhelmed. I do agree that Big Exit's very good. But then the next few songs sort of underwhelmed me and I was like, oh, is this going to be my least favorite one? Um, But I think the album really picks up in the second half, starting with um, when Tom New York starts getting involved. And it's he's more and more involved as it progresses. Like he's in in the background of one line. You can hear him, but it's you have to almost know that he's there. And then when you Mm -hmm. know he's there, you're like, oh, yeah, okay, that definitely sounds like him. And then he's much more present in beautiful feeling, which sounds like it could be either a Tom York or Radiohead outtake. Mm -hmm. Um, And then even more so with the mess uh, we're in, which was my favorite of the Tom York collaborations. I really liked her backup vocals to it because he kind of takes the lead. Mm-hmm. And I just really liked the way they did the echoing thing and kind of two thirds of the way through the song where he's singing and she's speaking and she's slowly working away further and further ahead of what he's saying. And then they, they just sort of meet on the last line. I yeah. really, that one really struck me. Um, and that's around the time the album starts really getting going. Um, I didn't, again, I gave a thumbs up to every song on here cause I didn't dislike any of them. Um, but uh Zach, you mentioned you said something had a carnival guitar. Did, did you guys, did it make you think of any particular album or song? Did you guys have any thoughts on, you said something specifically?
2: Mm, No, I don't think so. Um, it just, it was, it it felt, it felt very carnival-y to me. I don't, I, (laughs) I don't
0: know really any other way to explain it. Dave, did it remind you of anything particular? Not, nothing in particular, no. Why? Is there something you had in mind? Yeah, yeah. Well, something popped in me into my
1: head the first time I heard it. It has almost the same per- chord progression as um, Mother Earth is a Vicious Crowd off Mental Jewelry.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so once I heard that, I, I I kept hearing Ed Kowalczyk in the back of my head singing over this song. But anyway, I really liked the song because I really loved that album and that song. Um, so that wasn't a, that's not a negative. But um, I thought her vocals were really great on that one, too. Um, I didn't love... The two songs I liked the least, I would say, although I still give them a thumbs up because I just found it very listenable. I was like, oh, this is good, at worst. Um, We Float, the final one, um, it was okay. Uh, It sounded very electro-pop to me. Um, There were a lot of more jangly songs on this album, too, especially in the first half. Um, And the one that was really jangly that I thought wasn't bad uh, was A Place Called Home. It wasn't bad, but it had a very like year 2000 sound to it. It sounded very dated to me in a way that most of her music doesn't. Um, Overall, I thought this was very good and very sort of easy listening for PJ Harvey. While again, not quite reaching her, her highest heights, but I can see why this one would be very popular and a lot of people would enjoy it. I can also see why people might think that she was playing it safe. I don't think that's entirely fair to say that, but overall, I thought it was very good. Uh, Dave, what what were your, what was your take on this one?
0: Um, I definitely don't think she was playing it safe. It's uh, maybe safer than she has been previously now that she's found her sound and, and her, her voice. Yeah. Safe um, for PJ Harvey, not
1: playing it yeah. safe.
0: Like, like in the relative uh,
1: world of, of pop music.
0: Right. Um, but I, th- I thought this was phenomenal. This might be my favorite album yet. Uh, and that's saying something. Cause I loved that one of we can't seem to think of the title too. To bring my um, love. Yeah. The only songs I didn't thumbs up are, like I said, Horses in My Dreams. And again, it's not it's not that I disliked the song. It just didn't quite all come together for me. Uh kamikaze, again we had the the screeching vocals in there. I just it was just a bit too much. I, w- I was I had I was about to thumbs it up, thumb it up, and then that came in and I just couldn't quite do it. Um, but other than that, it's a real good song. And one line just didn't quite do anything for me. But man, the Tom uh, Tom York stuff is phenomenal. I think that's an incredible collaboration. Um, and I would, I hope that they do more in the future. Uh, we've got you know two decades of stuff to go through still. So hopefully he pops in here and there. Um, this mess we're in is. Probably is one of my all time favorite uh, PJ Harvey songs. It's one that I I had known from before we started doing this. And I think it's just outstanding. Uh, Big Exit is a really good one. I thought This Is Love was phenomenal, also. Um, Yeah, that's a good one. Just so good. She has that sort of swagger sometimes when she sings.
1: Mm -hmm. And that's one that I really noticed it on, which I think is great.
0: You know, the first two albums she had just felt like she was real angry. And wanted wanted revenge or wanted to call some shit out, and I totally get that. Especially being a woman trying to prove yourself in music in the early '90s, that can't have been easy. And then she kind of found her sound in the next album, and we, we kind of followed that along the last few albums. And I just felt that like she was in a was in a good place and was writing an album where she was actually happy, almost. You know, which you don't get a lot mm-hmm. of from musicians. This was a, this was much more positive than any of yeah. the ones that came before, I
1: would say. I, I think you're right.
0: And and maybe that made it feel like it was safe. And like that whole aspect, it, it wasn't aggressive or um or anything like that. So that maybe that's where that feeling is coming from. But it just it just had a good vibe to it. And I, I really, really liked this one. Like if I had to pick one and you know we'll get into this in a little bit. This is my this is my one album I think I pick so far. Um I even liked uh most of the B-sides. Um Wicked Tongue was good, Memphis was really good. Uh 30 was really good. And The others were, all you know, all good as well, but man, I I just enjoyed the shit out of this album.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's my my favorite B-side was 66 Promises. Um but I agree I think let me just double check. Yeah, everyone every one of the B sides got a thumbs up from me. What was your take on those B sides, Zach?
2: Yeah, I uh I liked uh Memphis and Sixty Six Promises um the most and the others were good too. Uh I think it's worth note- noting that um John Parrish did not um was not involved on this album at all. Interesting. And so this is the first kind of departure where she worked with different different collaborative um forces. I think that it, it you know it shows that she's able to kind of chameleon her her sound and her style with other people and and still come up with really great songs.
0: All right. Anything else for this album? Well, uh what's the what's your favorite song, Dave, on this oh, album? Yes. Um it's it's obviously this mess we're in. That th- that's mm-hmm. probably top 3 PJ Harvey songs of all time.
1: Same for I me. Think- yeah, I think that's my favorite as well. I really like This Is Love as well. And for me, mm-hmm. Dave, you mentioned Kamikaze, Lost You on the High Vocals. I thought that was her using those high vocals effectively. Like, that, definitely better than the previous time we heard it. But, you know, that's a taste thing. You know, if you don't yeah. like it, you don't like it. You I, know, did, but. I
0: just, I really wanted to, because there's so much cool stuff in the song. Yeah. But, man, it just bugged me too much where she hits those screeching high notes. Yeah.
1: And then I, I, I'll give one last little... You know, a uh, candidate for best song as as a b side, which is sixty six promises, like I mentioned. I just love that when it kind of explodes and the drums come in at the mm-hmm. end. I, th- I think it's a really cool building song and it has that sort of um that really powerful pJ Harvey vocal that i that I really like. Um overall, this was very good, but for me, um i was, I would say that uh, I would say it doesn't it isn't as good um as to bring you my love yet for me.
0: Um, mm. but very good. Yeah, I, I feel like I might have it right up there with that one. But all right, so uh, anything else? Uh, which album would you take with you if you could only take one? How about that? Yeah, of these three, I choose uh, "Stories from the City, Stories from the Sea" without a doubt.
1: Yep, same for me. I think I would. I do. I do really like "Is This Desire," but I think I think the highs are higher with "Stories from the City, Stories from the Sea." Yeah. So I think we all agree.
0: Um, are you are you ride or die at this point? I am yeah. for sure. I am still coming off of this one, man. I sure, I sure am. I wish, gosh, I wish I would have gotten into PJ Harvey in the nineties and then had this as, you know, early 2000 springboard into what's coming next. I I feel like I missed out on incredible 20 years of music that I just am just now getting into, you know? Well, this is the happy result of this
1: series. So sometimes we're like, nope, it's a real rough patch after we stopped listening. And then sometimes we're like, like with the Toadies, we were like, dang it, why did yep. I just buy this album <laughs> in 98? You idiot, yeah. why didn't you buy it, you know? Uh Speaking of what's next, uh we're going to do part three. Is that going to be uh, another handful of
0: albums? Yes. Ne- next, we've got uh, part three out of, like I said at the beginning, uh four-part series. Uh We'll be doing Uh-huh Her, White Shock, and A Woman and a Man Walk By.
1: That last one's the John Parrish one, isn't it? That is yes. another
0: collab with John Parrish. Yeah. You got so it. we'll
1: see We'll see how it compares.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how you know, she'll have had four of her own albums in between. See how the collaboration go- changes. So if you're a pa- fan of PJ Harvey, let us know in the comments. Uh, tell us what your favorite albums of these three and maybe your favorite tracks are. Do the algorithm things and like and subscribe if that's a thing you can do. Uh, if you want more content like this, you can find everything we've done at 64tacos.com and if you really liked it go to buymeacoffee.com slash 64tacos and you can buy us a taco thanks for listening
2: i caught it on audio <laughs> Dave's thoughts are his internet is still not working properly. (laughs) Okay. But we can just pick up
1: from what you said, Dave, what are are, are your thoughts? And we'll we'll be good. As internet's been resetting, Um, maybe he told you this already, but they had Comcast come out and yep. Okay. So we just finished up our two takes on it. Um, and then Zach's going to throw to you, uh, for this, uh,
2: The okay. whole recording? Okay.
0: Yeah, I agree. This one was, it was a bit, um, it was definitely a departure from where she was with the previous album. And um, I don't know, It uh, I did like songs like The Garden and The River. I thought The River was really neat with the, with the piano and the horns mm-hmm. and the bass. line was really good on that one. Um, I liked the garden. Dave Or. Oh no. What? Dave Or. Do you not oh. hear me?
2: Oh no.
1: <laughs>
0: Dave. <laughs> your internet can... goes out
1: again. <laughs> I can hear you. Better reset that modem. This is,
2: this is gonna be the most fractured. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna suck.
1: <laughs> it's gonna suck. I mean, we may have to just delay if he's going to keep dropping out. Oh, he could
2: still hear us. Shit. Oh, okay, can he? Yeah. Yeah. My, well, you stop
1: saying to... mean things about Dave. <laughs> <laughs> stop continue. telling the truth about Dave.
2: Dave, continue. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. What the hell? Yeah.
0: All right. Can you guys still hear me? Yes. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to go now. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Ron, is This Desire, right? Yes.